Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. So my favorite quote is, when the universe wants you to grow, it makes you uncomfortable. But I think that somebody just said like a variation of that quote. Okay. I just think that it's so true like all in all the phases of my life that I felt like really unsettled or that I just felt like I didn't really know what was going on it was always right before like a really positive um, or exciting change for me so okay. I just think that that's that's my, yeah, that's my quote <laughs> so today obviously we have Larissa on board okay. Larissa is not only my roommate and my bestie <laughs> and fellow witch sis but like <laughs> also I wanted to interview you because I feel like you are very like you're someone that I know is really good at being like fearless, you're really good at being forthcoming, and you're really good at being authentic, but putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. And so I thought, I I thought, (laughs) I thought we could go over and talk about those things today. But I mean, feel free to introduce yourself, tell the world, you know, what you do for a living, a little bit about yourself and how you got into it. Okay, sure. So hi guys, my name is Larissa. Um, As you know, I am Kaylin's roommate. I work in PR and social media. Um, So I've had like a couple different jobs um, in the similar role. Um, I've worked in like the beauty industry, I've worked in cosmetics, and then um, essentially kind of just like a middle a middleman between like brands and marketing and like influencers is right. I would say in a nutshell what I do. Okay, so were there a lot of hobbies that you had growing up that like planted you where you are today? Absolutely, I think like this is something that you and I really relate on. <laughs> um, I was an only child growing up so I spent a lot of time like on the internet and just kind of like poking around and one of the things that I really fell into was Pixo. Um, so I love a Pixo site. So if you don't know what Pixo is, it was like before Tumblr days, before MySpace, it was like this platform where you could essentially just like create your own website and it was like very basic like html and like gifs and like photos of like panic at the disco like it was just very preteen every preteen's dream 
Um, and that's kind of like how I fell into like creating and like learning how to do like Photoshop and like stuff like that. And then from there, I mean like MySpace came about and then it was like Facebook, Tumblr, and I kind of just like somehow ended up doing it for a living. Right. But I will say that like I think like my early days that I kind of spent online in those like online little weird communities of the internet. Pockets. Exactly. Is kind of like what sparked the interest in social. Right. And it just like rolled out and then yeah. did you go to school for it? Yes. <laughs> So backtrack a little bit, um, after, when I was in high school, um, these like social media, like PR jobs didn't really exist. So I kind of thought that I was going to go more into like broadcasting, journalism. Um, so that was, I knew I wanted to work into, in communications, but in terms of like media jobs, there wasn't really a lot out there. This influencer, like, um, social Instagram wave was just kind of starting to come about so when I was applying for college like I didn't really know what I wanted to get into um, so I started thinking I was gonna get into journalism and then somebody had kind of just like brought up PR on a whim and like even like four years ago PR was more so just like being a publicist or like being a manager it was a lot of like dealing with um, like magazine publications like right. PR a few years ago was completely different um, but I knew that it was kind of linked a little bit to social media so I kind of just like stuck on that wave and did this PR program and then from there that's kind of how I got to where I am like grew to what it is now yeah exactly um, I like that that you said the word communications because I feel like that's another thing too when I was like trying to think of specific questions I wanted to ask you I was yeah. like hey you're really like authentic you're really forthcoming but you, you're really good at communicating like you're really good I feel like at when you're told like Every time I go to do anything, I'm always like, what's the objective here? Because you're always like, once you know an objective, you yeah. know how to communicate that objective. Thank you, yeah. Do you feel like that's always been a thing for you, or um, did you learn that skill? Yeah, I think that I've always kind of just, like, defaulted into being interested in, like, that side of things. Like, when I was in high school, like, I did the announcements for my school. Okay, love that. <laughs> and I used to just, like, love making, like, little music videos, and I don't know, I think, like, like I said, like, Pixel, like, all of these things, it's very related, but... Um, it wasn't really like an industry like I, I feel like I had skills and I had interests But I didn't know what that meant for me as a job I was like do I want to be a video editor like do I want to work on film sets like there right. just like wasn't a path for me And I think that that's really cool about like where we're at in terms of the world is that like I was able to kind of take those interests and turn them into a job I right I digressed a little bit but <laughs> no but that's true I feel like okay so what what are your thoughts on social media today then like yeah. what do you think about it from a personal standpoint mm -hmm. as a user yourself yeah and then what do you think about it for businesses and like work and like being in in the office and on the corporate side of things yeah um I think like between the two it's just like such a good tool to really um kind of like level the playing fields in terms of like who you can speak to like i think back in the day um unless you were like a big brand or a celebrity or you already had this platform like you couldn't really get your voice out there um if you had an idea or something you wanted to start it was like you paid for advertising you know what i mean like there wasn't really a middle ground aside from just like telling people about it right. to kind of get your voice out so one thing i love is that whether you're like a student or an entrepreneur or you're like somebody who's like my mom has an instagram account yeah to talk about her meals like no matter who you are a brand or whatever you can kind of like based on how good your content is and like what message you have to put out there you have the ability to do so so I think it opens a lot of doors in that sense which is really cool um, as a personal user like I would say one thing that I feel like kind of negative about social media is just like I have a hard time with just like the authenticity behind it and I think that that's such a trend like amongst all users like whether you work in PR or not like people can really see through like 
sponsored posts and like yeah. all of these things that we always talk about like kind of like where's the line of like you know what I mean like getting the message out there but staying true to yourself so I think that it's it's a positive and a negative in the sense that like people are being more accountable like they have to they know that their audience is smarter and they can kind of pick up on when they're just like being fake or just like selling right. something to sell something yeah. as opposed to um, really like just wanting to share a message and get something across so right. I think like in terms of positive and negative it's like finding that balance do you find that so like for yourself for instance you obviously have like your own personal mm -hmm. like socials and then you also go in and you work and you like you see both sides yeah so do you feel like you get a good grasp on why people struggle with that authenticity like do you think it's do you feel like when people are struggling with it do you think it's because they're caught up in trying to do what they think should be done or yeah. are they struggling with being authentic because they're just, they don't know who they are. Like, what do you, yeah. what do you think this, like, where do you think it's coming from? Um, I think it starts with like, like you said, like not knowing who you are. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing, but I think it's just like, like I'll take you as example. <laughs> You'll like, you know your interests. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, kind of like what you're an expert in, you know, what people come to you for advice. So I feel like you're really good at like saying yes or no to things based on like whether or not it aligns. But for someone who's maybe a bit younger or it might not even be an age thing, but like if they don't have as much like life experience or they don't really know what those interests look like to them I think it's a lot easier to kind of get swayed in different directions of like what you think is right or what you think is authentic or what you right. think is like moody or cool um, but if you don't like fully know like yourself and your values it's it's really it's a lot easier to kind of like flip-flop on stuff like that right yeah no, that, that does make sense do you ever find that it's hard to be like fully authentic or fully just speak your truth share your art whatever it is to tell your story yeah. knowing that there's people that are at your job and like at your work that can see what you're posting so I think that this is something that I really struggled with at the beginning of my career just kind of like finding that balance between like what is um, what is like being authentic and what is being irresponsible I think that um, you kind of have a choice like what industry you're getting into on top of what role you're in so like if you are somebody who maybe it's really important to you that you can dye your hair whatever color you want that's a stupid yeah. example but like don't work for a brand that would kind of that doesn't really align with like that point of view like kind of it's it's really important to work in an environment that would kind of value you for who you are like I know people who are in corporate roles that have like bright pink I don't know why I keep using hair examples but it's perfect because you know it's very I mean? it's very out there people see your hair it's exactly. it tells a story and like, I think especially like whether it's beauty industry whatever it is that um it's kind of like if you aren't in an environment where you can feel like you'll be yourself I feel like you're not you're gonna get burnt out you're not gonna excel like you can only kind of play that role for so long right. and there's a difference between like you know being professional and just doing things to get experience and also just like losing yourself in the process right. and I think that um, like generations and leaders now are a little bit more flexible like if you're a good person and you're good at what you do and you're talented it doesn't matter if like what you look like you know what I mean right. and I think that that is something that's really important to me when I first started I was like okay I need to be this like corporate just like businesswoman like clean cut and yeah. I slowly kind of started to realize like that's not really who I am like sometimes I speak up like you know yeah. what I mean and I think that those are qualities that an employer should value and if they don't then it might just not be a fit right Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. 
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. I have like two just total things that I want to go off on that from. So yes. one was the speak up. So remind me on that one. Yeah. The first one is, so did you find that when you were looking for a job, mm-hmm. like I know because I, I know you, yeah. your history, but like if you want to explain, did it take you a while to find a job placement that you felt like you could you know, be yourself and be valued for what you are good at and who you are and your way of communicating. The first job that I had out of graduation was General Motors and I stayed there for a year and it was like honestly a great experience. I loved the company, but I don't know anything about cars or like technology or uh, the automotive industry or engineering. (laughs) So I definitely, I knew kind of like very quickly that even though like it was a global brand, it was such a good experience and I don't regret that time. it, it just like wasn't really valuable to me to spend more than like a year there and I think that a lot of people have a lot of different point of views on kind of like how long you should stay in a job before you jump and I'm definitely somebody who jumped around a little bit and I was a little bit concerned and I'm not gonna lie like that is something that comes up in interviews like for the job that I had now they asked me like you've had like three jobs since you've graduated but I think that it's really important like um how do I say this? I think in the beginning stages of your career, um, that is when you're kind of like absorbing the most information and you're kind of getting the most new experience and you're kind of transitioning from that like intern student mindset to somebody who's actually like making real decisions and making moves. So it's really important to do that in an environment of people that like are supportive and that really um, want to mentor you. And if you kind of get somewhere, even if it's like the greatest company in the world, if you get to a job and everybody's proud of you, but the people around you are just shitty and like you're going to work every day like unmotivated you're not learning anything like your skills are being valued then it like you know what I mean I think it's worthwhile to explore other options and not just kind of like stay put to wait like three years for a promotion I think that like our generation this is something we talk about all the time like our generation I think um, a lot of people who are older would see it as like we're irresponsible or like we just like we're unloyal we don't have values but I think like we just have different values and like we kind of like we want to work for somebody who respects us and who sees us it's not so much like a status thing or like a title thing maybe for some people but i think for for us and 
Um, it's really just about like being able to use our skills. Like we know that we're, t I keep saying we're like <laughs> power. Because <laughs> we've talked about this yeah, before. Exactly. Yeah, yes. and, and like, I feel like it is important to, like I, I do agree. I think older people think that we're fickle, but yeah. it's not. We just, we're, we're taking time before we plant our feet because mm -hmm. we have that time. Like we're lucky. Uh, maybe older generations didn't have that as much. Maybe yeah. they had to just grab what there was. Cause like you said, these jobs weren't around then, mm -hmm. but there's so many more ways to get into social media now or ways to like pursue your dream yeah. and plant your feet, you know, and why not explore it all and find something that actually attunes to, like you said, like your skills, Exactly. jumping around. It must be hard. Like what, what is it yeah. that causes that fearlessness to just be like, okay, this isn't working for me. Like I'm going to jump ship. Like, is it just taking a chance or do you get like a gut feeling? Like, I think like I definitely, it's, you kind of know when you're like done learning, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I think they're all of my jobs. Like I, I, I gained so much from each of them, but I think at all of them, it was just a matter of like getting to a point where it's like, okay, like I have kind of done this over and over again. I'm not really being challenged anymore. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not really teaching anymore. I'm right. just kind of at a point where I'm like doing the motions. And I think that, um, some people might look down on that. Like, Oh, well that's life. Like, you know what I mean? You need to do your time before you can move up. But I think like, um, if opportunity presents and like there's people who are, I think, sorry to digress, but one I thing, guess. one thing that really like kind of was shaking me a lot is obviously I was working in the influencer industry and I was like meeting all these girls, like people like yourself who yeah. were my age and they were entrepreneurs and like, they were just like doing their passions and living their lives. And I'm like packing mailers and boxes, which is great. Like I had to do my time, but I think that it was really like inspiring to me to see all these girls who were kind of like my age in these like positions that I really admired. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's kind of what pushed me to be like, okay, like I, I'm good at like certain things too. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I don't need to just be a coordinator and intern forever. And like, I, I don't know. I felt like, um, for social media specifically, it's like such a unique industry because even if you've been working in PR for 15 years, like Instagram's only been around for what? Like, six, seven, like since grade 12 for us. Exactly. Right? So that was 2012. Yeah. So it's like, no matter like who you are in the industry, we all kind of started at the same time. And it's like, I grew up on these platforms and a lot of the people, a lot of my peers did too. So I think that that kind of like shook up the like quote status quo of like years and working your way up in coordinators right. because you have all these people, like I said, who are like creatives who are also like the same age as me, like, you know what I mean? Doing their thing. And that was really inspiring to me to just like want to like do more my question is because i mean you and i are on like we're in it like yeah. we do it ourselves we do it like we have our personal things we we have our secret instagrams <laughs> we have our like our personal instagrams yeah. mine is my personal my work yours are like like you know what i mean like yeah. we've seen all the different sides of it do you think because mm -hmm. like i'm curious what you think yeah that in 10 years we're gonna be like what are this <laughs> like, <laughs> That's a good question. I honestly, when, when people ask me the future of social media, it's just like, it's changed so much in the last few years that like, it's so hard to say. I definitely think like, um, we were talking about this last night. Like, I think it's definitely going to be more so like, um, community based and kind of like direct messaging and like less so much about like your like online kind of like persona and right. more so about like your actual content you know what like i mean community exactly yeah. and i feel like we're kind of starting to see that with like them taking away the likes and like all of those little steps like i definitely think that it's gonna be more it, it's interesting because like everyone keeps saying that like snapchat is dying and it's like it's not really going anywhere because it's like its own 
like I used Snapchat to talk to like my close friends like I don't know about you where it's like it used to kind of be more of a social platform and I think like that kind of like direct like having that interaction with the people that are like actually in your life but turning it digital is going to be like more kind of like the direction of where it goes does that make sense that does make sense because even just the fact that like I how you said Instagram's updating and doing this trial with no likes they Mm -hmm. also updated it I want to say within the last six months with that whole close friends thing. Or it's yeah. like you can send things only to your close friends exactly. and not to everyone watching. Yeah. So that is true. I feel like it could turn more into like a community and people actually interacting with one another. Yeah. Uh, so if that's the case, would you say it's going to be harder for people to do more like influential deals? Like I know from my side of things, yeah. if I get a company that's like, Hey, like I want to work with you and I want to sponsor this video. Mm-hmm. That's just the way that's the norm that it's been, but that norm is kind of not working for a lot of people yeah. anymore. So if it's turning into more interactive, where do you like, I know you can't predict the future. You don't have a globe. You're not like a crystal ball here right now. Like, like where do you see that happening in terms of the mesh of influencers and brands? And brands. Damn. It's a hard question. You want to like take a sip? That know? is a hard take question. A I think it's it's really just gonna be like. I think it's really just going to be about like the products that influencers are like actually use. like I just think there's going to be no room for bullshit anymore. yeah like, you know what I mean it's like okay you can hold up this yeah it's like you it's, can- all, it's all of that bullshit <laughs> like, I agree you know what I mean it's like you can take like however many Instagrams with the same product like over and over and over again and I just think it's like it's losing it's just not effective anymore like people right. don't believe it like brands are sick of it like audiences are sick of it influencers are sick of it I think it's just going to be a matter of like like what are you actually using you know yeah. what I mean and that's what's gonna flourish because at the end of the day like I value like there's people that I follow and it's like if I actually value like I want to know like what they're putting on their skin but I don't want to know what brands paid them to hold up a product you know if what that's I mean? not what made your skin look like that exactly don't make me go buy this coffee scrub yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, you've been using this diehard product since you're yeah. 12 but you're like no this is from the coffee yeah it's I think that there's just like there's gonna be no room for that like I just think like people are smarter and it's just brands are gonna have to like really get creative and how to get their products in the hands of people and like make products that are good enough for them to actually talk about right because I don't know what brand deals are gonna look like to be honest like so like okay so that's a really good point because my thing is is that again too like on the creator side of things I always try and look at things from a viewer's standpoint like when when a brand's objective is to just sell, sell, sell. Do you think the objectives are going to need to change? Is it going to have to be like, instead of just trying to sell a ton of this products, why don't we just try and get loyal customers that don't just use this one product, but use all of our products? Like, yeah, that's the thing. I think for social, um, and like bringing it to the business side, like in, on the corporate side of things like when we go into these campaigns like a lot of times we do look at like is it a brand awareness campaign like are you trying to drive like sales are you trying to drive conversion so I think that these like brand awareness ones definitely like that's kind of the space that I see it fitting with influencers it's like you know what I mean just like getting it out there using it but these like kind of like direct sell like you know link in bio like how many clicks did you get I think that that's where it gets a little bit tricky because it's like if you go into a video knowing that like your objective is like how many clicks this link gets I feel like it It takes away it it. takes away you know what I mean but if you're like this brand comes to you and they're like okay like I think your audience is really aligned with our audience like we want to share our messaging like 
go for it. I okay. think that you would be able to create something amazing and your audience would respect that because it's like, you know what I mean? It's like you're, you're being shown something that actually has value and relevance to you as opposed to just like, here's this lipstick. Like, like you holding know it I mean? up awkwardly. Exactly. And, right. Okay. So now I know that you, you work in social. Yeah in your job, but I also know that you are very artsy and you're really good at working <laughs> socials. Like we met this way. Yeah. And I've true. seen like your YouTube channel and stuff like that. <laughs> like I've seen it. So yeah. do you think that it's, do you find it easier to be more confident when you're posting through a brand or when you're posting as Larissa? To be honest, I I really feel more confident. I, okay, I think back in the day I would have said a brand right. because I used to be very just like I used to care a lot about what people like thought about it. And when I did start getting into posting Instagram, like more so than just like my personal like photos of my friends and stuff, and just and had a little bit more fun with it. I think that I really started to get in my head about like okay, well, what is my like image? Like what is my persona? What's my personal brand? Exactly. But I think like as you kind of like get creative and you have fun with it, you like learn your style. And then I've kind of like taken away from like taking it so seriously and really just being like, okay, I love editing photos. Like I love going out with you and having little photo shoots. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Those I are think, so fun. Yeah. I think it's just like, you just can't get wrapped up in like what people are thinking about it because nobody, you know what I mean? Like your feed is made for you. Like nobody's going to like really your feed is. as much as you do or me. Like, you know what I mean? That is such a good, put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> No one's gonna like your feed as much as you. Exactly. What a 2019 thing no to say. No one fucks with lavender cloud as much as that. Or green. Exactly. No, but that's such an important point. And I feel like, like yeah. you and I have also said this before too, whenever one of us is having one of those moments where it's like, do I post this? And yes. it's like, dude, people don't follow you not to see yourself. Exactly. Yeah, people want to see what you want to create. Yeah. To add to that though, I think when you have like, a brand there's also like when you're posting on behalf of a company you have so many like guidelines and so many kind of like rules and like structure yeah structure you have so much structure that you kind of have to stay within mm -hmm. um, and you're almost kind of like trying to take on the voice of someone else which is a huge part of PR but I think that like it's nice to have your own personal channel and like when you when you work in social media and everything you're doing around creating is kind of like job focused it's nice to have like a personal outlet to just like play around with things so i know based on like my end of things that in a lot of ways when you post on social media like you're almost creating your own personal brand yeah. do you agree with that like i know that you know how to build a brand for a company but like mm -hmm. when you post as larissa are you posting as like like you're almost building your personal brand like your aesthetic your moods the edits you do you're creating that you know, sequence of events that people will start to know is your mood. Like, yeah. It's funny because I, okay, I always struggle with this and whether or not like everybody does it or if it's mm -hmm. just kind of like if you're in the industry, in this world. you know what I mean? Because I definitely like, I look at my feed, like I don't obsess over it, you know what I mean? But I definitely like, I have like colors, yeah. themes, like I wouldn't put red on my feed. Like there's definitely certain <laughs> Red is always X. Yeah, there's no red. So I definitely think it is good if you are more of a creative person and like photography, video, um, if your skills kind of align with like what Instagram entails, right. then I definitely think it's an opportunity to have a persona and kind of like showcase your art. Right. Um, but I, I do also have friends who just kind of use Instagram to like look at memes and like yeah. you know, and post pictures of their dog, which I think like if that's kind of like what you're into and like, um, one of my best friends, Sarah, is like she's studying science. Like she does not give a shit about her feed, you know what right. I mean? But she uses Instagram like every single day. So I just think it really depends on like what your interests are and like your Instagram is whatever you want it to be, and that's a great thing. Right. So it's kind of like what is your objective with using social media? Exactly.
So, given that, then, yes. <laughs> um, would you say you're a pessimist or an optimist then when it comes to the future of social media? Because what are people's objectives? We know ours, but mm -hmm. you see so many sides of the spectrum of like, like you said, you have friends, but you also like, you yeah. work with people. Like, I'm always so intrigued because I'm like, I'm always by myself in my cave. And I'm like, you see, yeah. you meet, you talk to so many influencers. You, mm -hmm. you yourself, I would consider you to be an influencer, like in a way. <laughs> like, I feel like you, you have influence, you create yeah. art too. So. Mm -hmm. You see a lot of different people's objectives. You yeah. see brands' objectives. What do you think about the future of social media in terms of it being a good, safe, happy place, yeah. or potentially like a like a negative place or a place that can trigger a lot of like mental health issues, like that kind of thing? You know? Yeah, no, for sure. I definitely think um, it depends on the day. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, um, there's been times where I think it's really easy to kind of like look at social media as a whole and like when people like there is a lot of toxic kind of behavior surrounding it. But I think that one good thing about social media and even like more so lately is that I, I almost feel like people are being held a little bit more accountable. Yeah. Like back in the day it was like you had a platform like you could just say whatever you wanted to say and then just like bop out and it was like <laughs> okay like you know what I mean like I said my piece. Yeah. But now it's like with this even like this whole like I hate to bring it up with the James Charles like Jeffree yes. Star um, it was almost like these people got into this toxic behavior and then it was a matter of like people backtracking me like I made a mistake like I regret saying these things I didn't understand like the the um impact of my words and my actions and I think that like as a community like we all went through that together yeah. you know what I mean like I'm not in the beauty guru space and like I was invested and you know what mm -hmm. I mean and I think that um, whether or not you like follow the drama or not, it's not even about that. It's just about like people, these people kind of like said something, like made a mistake, admitted to it, apologized, and were accountable. And we all kind of like learned a lesson from it. So, in mm -hmm. terms of like optimism, pessimism, I think that there's definitely toxic behavior on social just like there is in real life. Right. But um, I do think that people are being more accountable, and there's it's also just a space to like learn and grow and like ha hear other voices. You know what I mean? Like, um, whether you're looking for like a people that are like-minded to you or not, it's all there. So like you can really kind of like hear different opinions. And I think that as a society that can be a good thing, like to a degree, as long as there's more like positives than negatives, if that makes sense. Right. Like, as long as people are keeping their objective positive. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That makes sense. I know you mentioned earlier, you said something along the lines of speaking up. Oh, here we are back at that second thing. I never came back to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here we are, folks. We have landed. Um, so, I mean, we've talked a lot about staying authentic mm -hmm. and being yourself. So when it comes to confidently posting or maybe even just like confidently, like you were saying, there was people that were being held accountable in the James Charles situation. Yeah. So how do you know when it's almost like, for one, when people are speaking up out of hate, mm -hmm. when people are speaking up out of truth or when people are just or shouldn't speak up at all? Like, Where does the confidence come from to own your truth and put your... Put your shit out there. Yeah, I think, okay, so one of the things that I used to say like early on in my career is I would be in meetings and um, I think when you're starting out, you almost kind of like want to like prove yourself. So you just like talk to talk or you just kind of like chime in just to like give your two cents. And I, yeah. I kind of like took a step back and I was like, okay, like don't, not don't speak, but just like really before you say something out loud, like just ask yourself the question, like, is this adding value? You know what I mean? Like, is this bringing something to the table? Because I think like a lot of times, um, if you aren't confident, you might just kind of like chime in because you don't want to seem like you're not engaged. And then you chime in and you don't, Damn, you know what I mean? That's you, huge. You don't really like believe in what you said. So then you, you start to like backtrack and not feel confident. So I think it's really like understanding how you add value and then like only really 
speaking until you're confident when you're doing so so that you're not just kind of like talking to talk you know yeah, what i mean you're not just like adding fluff to a situation exactly. you're not just like posting to post exactly it's like, i love that even in terms of posting i feel like that's huge it's like is yeah. this adding value to the internet world or is this just to blow air up my butt exactly and it's like even if it's a <laughs> selfie like if you look yeah. fire that's your value like, <laughs> you're welcome exactly. it doesn't matter like i'm not judging anyone's values but i think it's just like in a, it's it's a good way to kind of like filter yourself and really kind of understand what your own intentions are because yeah. like if you are a little bit insecure like you're not really confident in what you're saying that's when it's so easy to just like you know what i mean like say the wrong thing or just like just talk speak to, to speak. talk yeah exactly damn so. i love that <laughs> I need to hire you. You should be my publicist. <laughs> okay, so then my last question. Yes. We dove. We dove. <laughs> we dove into <laughs> so many different topics. Yeah. Like pertaining to social media, pertaining to getting a job in social media. Yeah. But I guess my biggest question when it boils down to it is when it comes to getting out there and just speaking your truth, whether it's online or, you know, going after your dream job, whatever it is, mm -hmm. what would you say your biggest piece of advice is? I think um, my biggest piece of advice is really just like, well, first, like you need to find out like what your truth is. So like really taking some time with yourself, understanding like what your skills are, what your interests are, like what you have to offer the world and what you want to offer the world. Yeah, yeah. And then kind of just like refining those as much as you can so that you, like I said, are just like an expert at your craft. And then we live in a time right now where even if you're like, even if there isn't a job title that is like directly linked to the things that you like to do, or there isn't an industry that you feel like makes sense for you yet, there is a need for like for everything, especially yeah. online. and. Us, and social media is a tool to connect you with the people who need those skills so I think like something that I've always done is like whether I'm working like corporate or agency or I'm a student or I'm trying to just like volunteer or like meet new people like I'm constantly kind of just like connecting dots of like what I'm good at and like what the people around me are looking for or like what um, opportunities they might be able to like sorry I don't want to I don't want to sound like I'm like an opportunist but I'm no, just you're, you don't like, sound like that at all um you're basically saying like knowing your own skills and then seeing when an opportunity arises, like where you can fill in a gap. Yeah. And just basically being creative and in kind of like your approach um, for your career. Like you don't necessarily, not everybody needs to like go to university, not every stay in school, but like <laughs> don't not, not go exactly. if you want to go. No, and I'm just saying like there's so many now like different directions and paths that you can take. And I think that it's really just about like knowing yourself and like finding how to make that fit in society like yeah no i guess that's that's true just like basically own your own your shit exactly <laughs> find out what it is and then own it exactly <laughs> well thank you anyways for coming out and being on my podcast Thanks i'm so glad you were here definitely hope to have you back this is so much fun and i'll leave all of your stuff um <laughs> either down below or just larissa.newberry right you changed it i did change it so go go check out larissa and <laughs> thank, thank you. you cheers cheers Woo! bye guys today's episode is brought to you by angie angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well let me tell you there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you you watch them do it the right way and you go thank god i didn't try to do that myself <laughs> I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, 
I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com.